Good evening and welcome everybody to another edition of the Music and Mixing Show. I'm your host, DJ Michael Joseph, and tonight we're going to talk about something, and I don't know what it is. Uh, if you've never seen the show before, we're normally on Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Uh, I cover pretty much everything for the mixing DJ, so that can be hardware, software, pretty much anything. Uh, but today we are covering a very special thing, and we always start out at the beginning of the night and letting anybody do shout-outs or anything like that. Uh, let us know where you're from, that sort of thing. I'm going to double-check to make sure we are on because um, not really sure if we're on quite yet. So give me a shout-out in the chat if you can't see what's going on there. It says no one is watching. That can be interesting. Uh, if you're on Facebook, let me know if you can see this. Everybody's doing well out there. Oh, we have people watching now. Finally, it caught up. I guess it was just a little bit behind there. Um, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about certain things. I think you know what it is. Uh, <clears throat> I'm probably going to say this 12 times, but uh, at this point, I don't think anybody um, <laughs> has any questions left. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but if you are, I'm going to try to answer them tonight. I think tonight's going to be a little bit about my opinion on things um uh different stuff like that so i hope you're all doing well so i'm gonna grab some people like i said if you've never seen the show before normally at the beginning of the top of the hour i try to catch everybody who's in the chat and do a shout out let me know where you're from because we tend to get a lot of international viewers on here and i really like that so doing a shout out to i saw mikey mike's in there uh matt what's going on from youngstown around the way uh dave morano's in there from dave Meehan from boise idaho uh Morano's, yeah, Morano's in there from New Jersey. I did see him in there. It's scrolling up too fast. Uh, Sean from California. Uh, Jason from Mi Minneapolis. Now I'm getting down a little bit here. Sean from Mountain View, California. Desmond from Tampa. What's up, John? Collie from Boston. We were just over on the Pioneer Happy Hour watching all about the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, I, like I said, I doubt you guys are going to have any more questions. So uh, if you do, I'll try to answer them. But tonight, I think we're just going to talk a little bit about the two products that Pioneer put out, uh, what I kind of feel, uh, what I like and don't like about it, stuff like that. Uh, Sean says, uh, is the opinion get off my lawn? Not yet. Um, I do like these two products. Uh, Facebook user, your name didn't come up, but you are from Ontario, Canada. Welcome. Uh, Day Night DJs from uh, Hershey, PA. John, what's going on? How are you? DJ RTG is in the house. Ryan G from Pittsburgh. Bob Powell here from New York. Sean Denard is here from Pioneer DDJ Rev 7. <laughs> John Jazz, what's going up? Hope everybody's having a great time tonight. We are going to be talking about the Rev 7 and the Rev 1. And like I said, by this point, um, I don't know if anybody has any questions left, but we're going to talk about it a little bit there. Uh, Gibram is Dallas, Texas. What's going on? DJ Leo. Um, Chris Fox Entertainment, Just In Time. Uh, we haven't actually started yet, so you're not that far behind. Uh, like I said, I just kind of want to take the beginning and make sure everybody comes in here. I need to take about three or four minutes there, and we're about at that point. Um, I want to take as many questions as I can tonight, but like I said, between all the videos that have been put out, the fact that the there was a rendering of the Rev 7 out two months ago that I saw, and there were just endless releases this past week of pictures and all these things. I ended up getting a hold of a video of one of their uh, flyer things that gave me every freaking single detail of the Rev 7 before it was ever out. So at this point, I don't know if you have any questions, uh, but if you do, I will try to answer them tonight. I'm going to go through and talk about them and kind of feel how, why I think they come out with them, who it's going to influence, and maybe if you have a question, should I buy this? Um, I can help kind of direct you because that's one of the things that just because a product is new doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you because we have, especially in the, in the disc jockey news community, we have so many different types of DJs that finding the right equipment for you is kind of difficult. Um, so hopefully we can work through that tonight a little bit. Let me jump over here and change this screen. So those of you who don't know, Pioneer came out with two controllers today. 
let me switch screens here. This one is the Rev 1. It is approximately the exact same size as the DDJ SB3. Um, it is kind of tailored towards that market. It is the same price as the DD3. They do have two different color options. They have the black version uh, with kind of a gold out trim, and then they have the black with lots of gold out trim. You can get both of those. This one is $10 more than this one. Uh, they did that with the SB3. Uh, it was uh, the, the silver version is $10 less than the gold version, so that's right along the pace there. Um, but this basically is an entry-level controller that gives you the style of the Rev 7. Um, let me get the on-top picture there. And this is the Rev 7. It is a full-size DJ controller. Uh, I can zoom in there. There we go. Um, that is motorized, but it has got some things that are different than some other things. Um, Ryan G. Ryan and I talk about how everybody drops these words that say the product is a game changer. Um, it's tough to, 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 to actually talk. To me, a game changer was when we went from records to CDs, when we went from CDs to laptops. Those were game changers. These are just new iterations of the same thing. Maybe better iterations, I don't know, or just different. But uh, definitely saying um, it's a game changer isn't necessarily there. I know this is a game changer for a certain portion of the audience. So keep that in mind when I'm talking about this. There is a portion of the audience that this was specifically designed for. So in case you have not watched anything today uh, about why this controller has this layout, uh, let me kind of explain it. So back in the days when there were record player DJs, guys using the 1200s and whatnot, there was a tone arm for the needle to play on the record. And as a scratch DJ, having that come down to the right side, you would bump it sometimes. So to save themselves from bumping that, they would turn the record one click uh, so that the record arm is not going down, but it's in the back, out of the way. So from the years of using these, guys have kind of gotten used to having the pitch fader, which is normally on the right when they turn it what's called battle style it puts the pitch fader at the back at the top however you want to word that it takes the play button from left of the platter to right of the platter so this style all developed from people using record players in what's called battle style so they turn it to get the tone arm out of the way now that has continued on when they came out with the rain 12s is that they did not think you know it doesn't really matter all that much because there's no tone arm, but guys still turned it to put the pitch fader at the back simply because that's what they're used to. So what Pioneer has done here is they have tailored towards that audience that likes that style of setup and given them a really nice controller for that. Okay. They also set up the Rain, the Rev 1. So, gosh, I'm probably going to get kicked for that. For the Rev 1, uh, with the same layout, but this is a beginner's controller that is USB-powered only. So I kind of want to explain that as why that is, because some people are probably going, why in the world would they put a setup like that? That's why. That's the mindset of the people who like that style. This is what they have been waiting for, and all-in-one set up the style that they are used to. Okay? Um, so... In my opinion, this is my opinion here. I don't know if you can see my, yeah, you can see my mouse there, my little pointy thing. Um, I like this in some aspects because I like to have room to work, okay? I don't like to have stuff on top of my platters because I like to use them. I like to move and twist and do things. This layout, by moving a lot of that stuff above the platters, gives me room to work. I do like that. For those of you who don't know... Um, I started out 34 years ago on record players. I've done every kind of DJing on every type of equipment. I was a Denon uh, certified DJ uh, for years. I've been literally on Denon equipment for the past 20-some years. And this year, uh, in 2021, I switched from Denon to Rain. Uh, I really like the Rain 1. So I'm kind of looking at this from a point of view of a person who used controllers for you, used record players, CD players, controllers, motorized platters. I owned the Rain 7 for a while. All these sorts of things. And this is, to me, fitting a niche that just was not there. 
So that's the, the basis with this, is the guys who do use the turntables, whether they're actual turntables or the Rain 12s, if they wanted to grab a controller for a smaller gig or something like that, they didn't have an option to have it exactly like theirs. So they had to do this whole other thing. This fits that entire audience. Um, mine with the Rain 1 kind of fits what I want. I do like the Rain 1, but I also, like I said, moving this stuff up and out of the way really gives you room to work. And you're not bumping stuff with your fingers when you're doing stuff with the platters. And I like that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys ask some questions. I'm going to kind of talk about these things. Um, since they come out with the, the uh, uh, it was the Rain uh, 72, the S9, S7, S9, S11, the Newmark Mixtrack Pro, the Newmark Mixtrack Platinum, and there's another, I think another Pioneer DJ that has the paddle effects in the center. So all these do, if, if you don't know, um, if you do know, I apologize uh, for, for kind of like reiterating stuff that you've known for years. But basically, you will turn on an effect. So we're in before, in some sort of controller, you would press the button, and that would immediately kick that effect on for whatever side you were doing or the master. What this does is you pick the effect, and then with that toggle, you have a chance of locking it on so your hands can do other things, or you can hold it down as soon as you let it go, the effect ends. So it gives another tool for someone who's maybe doing some mixing that might want an effect on while they're doing something else. They don't have to hold it, but it's also big enough to where they can grab and shut it off really quickly. I absolutely love that. Some people, it doesn't make any sense. I absolutely love the paddle effects. Absolutely love them. Uh, the rain has them. I love them. I like how the rain has the, the six buttons that are, that are mapped at the top. Uh, this one, they have three buttons per side, but that is not meaning that there are only three. So in uh, some of the effects that are attached to that are on board. So that means it doesn't have anything to do with the software. Um, what that does is it lets you pick three on this side, three on this side, and you flip the paddles to go that way. So these, that. But in another mode, and I don't know what it's called, uh, where those are no law, those blue buttons right here are no longer onboard effects, but software effects. It then takes you to six effects, each triggered by the side of the paddle that you choose. And that's what I kind of like with that, that it gives you the option, because some guys love onboard sound effects. It gives you the, the people who want the onboard sound effects you have onboard sound effects. People like me who want software sound effects can do that. That was really smart. Stuff like that where it, it meets that niche because there are people like me who like this setup, but I want to do everything from the computer as opposed to some onboard stuff. This gives both people the chance. So they thought through a lot of this really well on stuff that the average, I want to say the average DJ that doesn't spend a lot of time into this sort of field and doing this type of DJing, uh, it wouldn't cross your mind. Um, but that's what this is kind of for. If you're just an average DJ who doesn't mix, but plays at a wedding, plays at a special event, um, that does you know some fade across, some talking, some really basic mixing, this isn't set for you. This is set for a DJ that likes to be hands-on doing a lot of stuff. And like I said, I think they nailed it. My hands have not been on it, so I can't tell you what it's like. But I think they nailed it. I, I really like a lot about it. But that is what this is about to start with before we hit the questions. That's what this whole design style is set around. I don't know if you remember a few years ago where uh, some of the companies took the um, pitch fader that's at the top of these. It was originally to the right of the platter on both sides. Uh, for, for some design engineer standard on some of them, they then moved it to the outside of each platter. And that kind of screwed me up because I've spent my whole life that way. And it took me a while to learn that. And now all of the, pretty much every uh, company is bringing that back to the right of the platter like it was. And now I'm having to relearn my left arm coming back over to the inside of that platter on the left side as opposed to the outside. So these, that's the mentality that they designed the top for because the same guys who reach to the top all the time jump on a controller, they're reaching to the top and there's nothing there. So this again is helping the muscle memory of the DJs who do this. And that's kind of what this is all about. Um, again, if you have any questions, throw them in there. I'm trying to pay attention there to different things. But uh, um, I'm like I said, I wanted to look at these. This is the uh, back side of the Rev 1. Um, basically, you have, like I said, it's USB powered. So that's what you're going to have right here. And then it's right and left master out and a mic. And the mic is 
channeled through the mixer via hardware. So when you are doing any sort of streaming via the sound card that is on the Rev 1, your mic will be coming through as opposed to other ones like the, the uh, SB3 where it doesn't work the same way. And on the front, all they have is a little uh, eighth inch headphone jack. Uh, the Rev 7, on the other hand, has a lot on the back, including XLR outs, US, uh, uh, RCA outs, mics, uh, balanced, uh, uh, um, bo double booth out with the quarter inch, as opposed to what some of them are doing with the XLR outs. Um, most of the places I DJ at, it has the uh, quarter inch outs for the booth. And I think Rain does that right when other places put the either the XLR or the XLR combo um, and it makes like there's some places that I DJ at that I want to throw hook to the booth. I have to ha either have an adapter or take my own cord and go to the, the, the things because, like I said, most of the booths I'm in, it's quarter inch to the booth speaker. Um, like I said, that was just kind of their choice. Double USB plugs there. You have line hookups. Um, you have two different mic hookups, one and two, and both have uh, um, adjustments in the back for... Uh, um, sound levels and stuff and that's there for you if you want to use them um, it does have a single dc in that is not the eci or ice i can never get that right in the back so your cord will have like a wart on it as opposed to the rain one who has that uh inside the controller and you just have regular uh, iec cord or whatever it is i can never remember what it is one of these days i should remember it um but that kind of gives you the thing there and on the front they do have a lot more on the front um, you have mic controls with EQs, echoes, uh, talk over, offs. You have curve controls for both the cross fader and the up and down faders, which the Rain 1 also has that. You can shut those off if you want. Uh, there's feel and curve adjustments, which gives it a feel as in it's a heavier weight to pull or a lighter weight to pull. And the curve is how quickly it cuts off on when you pull it out of the other side, how quickly it grabs to full volume. That's what those are for. Uh, the reverse is also there, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, for guys who like to scratch hamster. And also, I think you can do that, if I'm correct, on the front uh, in the channel. No, that's done down there. Uh, one of the things I'm not used to that I don't know who's going to like and not like is the headphone cue. And I've seen this on several Pioneers. They have a little slide knob there. So instead of it being like some of the other ones, you have a button to press for your channel one headphone cue or uh, pre-listen fader P uh, um, PLFs. Um, you have a slider switch to going right, le left, or in the middle. They also do have a uh, split cue built into this, but I don't know how to set it up, but I know they do have it because they talked about it. Um, but it's kind of interesting there, um, all of that. So I'm going to try to see if I can catch some questions here. Um, from back in the chat, uh, if you guys have any questions here. Uh, somebody says, welcome to the Pioneer NS7. Uh, it's probably somewhat close. Better, though. Like I said, I own the 7. I've actually owned a couple of them. Uh, the 7s are crazy heavy compared to this. This is literally the exact same weight as the uh, Rain 1. I did uh, look at the sizes. So the Rain 1 is 26 and a half inches wide. The um, Rev 7 is 28.8 inches wide. So it's a little bit wider. Depth-wise, the Rain 1 is 13.7. The Rev 7 is 15, so 13.7, 15, and they're both give or take around 3 inches. Um, the Pioneer is thinner because the Rev Re Rain 1, I'm never going to get that right, has feet on it that take it up to 3.5 inches, and they're both almost identical weight um, at 23.5 pounds. The, if I'm correct, the NS7 has a full 10 pounds on it, if I'm correct, because I'm thinking that it was 34 pounds. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah. Chris Fox says, I heard they were releasing uh, CDJ other than two controllers. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. I, I, I can't, you know, I don't know when anything's coming out, but uh, it would make sense for them to add on a CDJ sized single unit with this um, motorized platter. So that, like the Denons have the motorized platter or the non-motorized platter, that would give Pioneer the choice of guys who want one or the other. Um, I think it's a very good thing that they're working on it, but um, that it's not released at this time, nobody really knows. But I think I think that's something we're going to see in the future. Uh, have you heard anything about the feel for the scratching? Everyone says that it's very comparable to, um, what was the other one they had? Um, 
not not the not the uh, uh, is it the PLX? I think um, they said it's very comparable to that. It is a pre it's a pressure sensitive scratch, which is much on the feel of the um, CDJs. So it, it's it's a pressure plate that you're touching on with that center plate, and that makes it which I've heard people talk about. That makes it able since it's not touch sensitive, so there's no electricity that needs to be conducted like most controllers have. This is a pressure sensitive, so that means that you can put some sort of design over that plate if you choose to, like stickers or whatever, and it will not affect um, all that. Someone corrected me in the IEC. I never get it right. Thank you. Appreciate that, Steve. IEC. So yeah, the Rain One has an IEC plug. Uh, so that means it's just a cord. All the the the, the stuff is inside. Uh, the Rev Seven, uh, you'll have one out on the cord. So some people that makes a difference. I absolutely love having that uh, internal. So I don't. Ha my cord is just a regular cord, and I probably got 20 cords around here because I had uh, mine out today doing some MIDI mapping and stuff on it. Um, if I did not catch your question, please say it again. I will hit it. I did see Sean Denard asking about, will the Rev 7 work with Virtual DJ? So I sat in about an hour ago with the guys from Pioneer doing their happy hour. And what they said, and this is it's this odd how they said it. They said, if you're a record box controller and you want to purchase this in hopes that record box is coming for it, don't purchase it for that. We're not saying that it's not. We don't know. Then asked about virtual and algorithm, and they all said, "Yeah, probably in about it, probably about the same day that it comes out, virtual and algorithm will have mapping for it." So that it's an interesting thing that that it is a Serato controller put out by a company that has a software company called Recordbox. What I think that is is a licensed bought controller by Serato paid to exclusively have theirs on there by name. So that means that for a certain amount, usually for those things, how they go is for a certain amount of time, they can't put their software on it. So uh, Serato has licensed it out for at least a certain amount of time. Um, like Mike says, when are you getting one? I'm not. I, I just got my Rain one. I absolutely love it. I still got a video to do on it because I'm doing mapping. And I think you guys will be kind of interested in some of the mapping I'm doing because I'm being creative with stuff. I've recently changed the way I do my high-mid lows uh, for for blending and mixing that I just came across that. And it's, it's a game changer for me because I think it sounds so much better. And I do want to explain that when I do the show on my Rain. Um, a lot of little things like that that I'm kind of kind of talk about there. Um, Tech, Tech Rich said, "Will the Rev Seven ever be compatible with Recordbox?" Oh, I just covered that one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's basically what they said, and that that was from Jay and and uh, uh, Pulse and um, what's his name? Jay something initials. I blanked on his name, but that's what they said. That don't hold out. Don't buy this, hoping that you will get that. Uh, uh, record box compatibility right away. Like I said, I think it is a fact that Serato has paid for the rights to that. Um, they may have been ticked off when the uh, 1000 came out that they weren't on that, and that's why they had to make a second one that was uh, uh, Serato compatible. And on this one, I think they just took the licensing. So, because if it's open, but Virtual hit both of those. So, Virtual worked with the 1000 and the 1000 SRT. Uh, like I said, this one, they did say both of them because somebody asked them how MIDI mappable are they. They said it is very MIDI mappable. So that means that it's what's called an open or generic controller. That means that none of the buttons or at least majority of the buttons and actions are not locked down to simple functions from a single software. So we should see a lot of that coming out soon. Um, uh, weird they don't care about DJ or virtual DJ though it's I thought it was interesting like I said it has to be that Serato paid it's my guesstimation please don't judge me on this I don't know that they bought the rights to it and part of the rights it's like if you're a performer because I used to perform I used to travel if uh, I did a show in a city um, I could by contract could not do another show another festival less less than two hours away from that festival so there are contracts with stuff like that. So there's probably a time contract with this that Pioneer can't put their record box to it until a certain point or they're going to release a second one there. Um, 
Uh, nothing I heard about the Pioneers, uh, uh, Brian said about mixers. I haven't heard anything about Pioneer releasing any new mixers. They're not technically due because they just did the 11. Um, it's freaking awesome. Uh, not the 11, but yeah, the 11. Um, it's it's an incredible, incredible. I know some guys that have it. I got to play with it a little bit. It's sol- It's a beast. Um, like Mike says, I watched a video before and the DJ said the rain one was better in the long run. I wouldn't say that. I, again, at the top of the hour, one of the things I talked about was the fact that uh, this, when I talk about controllers, because I get a lot of times where people ask me because I test so many of them. If you if you had any idea how many controllers come through my studio and how many are, are, are in the house now on their way out, um, I get to test a lot. So I haven't found any bad controllers, but each one is going to be tailored towards someone doing a certain type of act. I know a wedding DJ that's local that uses the smaller and older uh, a Denon 6000, the little, the two thing. For them, that fits their style perfectly, and that is a solid little unit. They don't need the big platters and all those kind of things. So a, something like this would not benefit them. Someone who just does some basic mixing to drop this kind of money just to have the newest thing, that's probably not for you either. The same with the Rain 1. At its price point, if you're not a person that wants or needs, and I say that wants or needs because I love, I don't need motorized platters, but I really do de- like DJing with them. Um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to switch because I was able to have a unit at a decent size, much lighter than the NS7, much lighter than the NS7 with motorized platters. And it's making me happy because what I get to carry around uh, is not very heavy, and I appreciate that. So this... It's not necessarily for everyone. Um, don't you can't look at every controller and say this is perfect for me. This is what this is that the one thousand is perfect. This is that it has to fit you, and that's one of the biggest things that I try to push to people. Um, there, I like I said, I haven't run into too many bad controllers at all. Um, uh, Night and Day says I think there was a little tension between Pioneer and Serato after the initial re- release of the one thousand. That's possible. Like I said, because it's it's they they all in the end of the day are in the same business, but they all in the end of the day are not looking to be considered cool by us DJs. They're not out there trying to represent. They're making a paycheck. So companies that make less professional equipment out there, I'm not even going to mention their names, but there's companies that make less professional equipment that are making a killing because people want to buy them, and that's the thing that they find their audience. And that, that's one of the things you have to remember, that these, in the end of the day, these are companies that are out there to make money. So th- that's why I think Pioneer is so successful is because they make something for everyone. No matter what type of DJ you are, they're going to have something for you. On the other side, within Music, who owns um, Newmark, Rain, Denon, Akai, and all these others, they get the entire market from several brands. So it's still hitting everybody. Um, moving on down there... Um, Oh, Hubcap dude, what's going on? How are you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, still taking questions. I uh, got at least a half an hour. I must be talking really fast tonight. Um, yeah, the NS uh, Steve says the NS7 is a boat anchor. Um, I want to go back here a second and talk a little bit about uh, some other things that I liked on here. Um, if you've not seen, I didn't see it until the Pioneer uh, Happy Hour this evening. But they pulled the platter off of that record. So they pulled the black part in the center here around the LED screen off. I thought that it was just a flat disc that maybe had some cuts in it to let it catch it. But it actually is shaped like an upside-down top hat. So you pull it out, flip it over, there's a thin ring going up. And that drops down inside. So it is not a flat ring that sets on top. It sets down in and around the LED screen. And I thought that was kind of interesting, uh, the design of that. Now, that is also going to keep the whole thing from wobbling a lot and moving a lot, I think. But it's going to make a little different for people who want to do customization with them. Um, because that's just a different unit. You're not going to swap things out. It's going to be a single thing. But I, like I said, I thought that was neat. When they pulled it out, it was a flat disc with that center thing around their plastic. So it looked like a top hat flat with the center point up that went down inside. And like I said, I thought that was kind of interesting the way they kind of did that there. Um, Seeing some questions here I'm looking at. Um, 
question. Somebody said that they have the 1000 SRT in order since November. Uh, like I said, when, when, when equipment, like I said, comes through my, my studio, and I don't know if you know, last fall I posted a picture of me holding a uh, 1000 SRT. Uh, I didn't tell anybody then. I had it in for testing and planned on selling it and did sell it. But the fact was I had two of them here, not just one, and I sold both of them. So they're out there. You just kind of have to hunt a bit to get them. And you have to be at the right place in the right time. And I was at the right place in the right time to get one to test. And there were two there. I said, can I take both of them? They said, sure. I took them, did my testing, sold them to a friend, <clears throat> moved on with life. But you have to kind of hunt those things. And that's why I say that with our community, it's really important to, to network with people because I get to test a lot just by friends of mine who own things that I go, I wonder what that's like. <clears throat> and I say, hey, can I come over and, and check it out or come to your gig a little early and check it out? Stuff like that. I thought that I was really going to like the Rain 1 until I tried it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is it. I knew <clears throat> once I had my hands on it, it was it. But I had the... Uh, Denon Prime 4 in my studio for three weeks. And after 10 minutes, I knew I did not want the Prime 4. So little things like that, when you put your hands on them, you realize things that go, oh, yeah, this is not what I want. So with this might be a thing that you think is freaking awesome. The 7000, you think it's awesome. <clears throat> the 1000 SRT, but when you get your hands on it, it might not be for you. So that's why I say it's important to kind of figure out what you want uh, out of a controller. So back to questions here. Someone is selling an NS6. Uh, do you know if Pioneer or any other controller or mixer will work with Rekordbox and Serato DJ Pro at the same time? My friend and I are using Rekordbox with Serato. You're, if you're talking about two computers hooked up to them, uh, a lot will, <clears throat> but I can tell you which ones do. Um, that I don't know which ones do. I know that I, I've used Serato and Virtual on the 7000, the 8000, the Rain 1, <coughs> the S11, the S7, the S9, um, the SRT. So I know all those work virtual and that, but Rekordbox and, and Serato, I don't know. That's something I think, that's a good question that maybe I'll have to bring up to um, Pulse in Pioneer. Or just send him a, a message and say, hey, kind of curious, which ones can I do? Because I work with people who do both. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's one of the reasons why I went with the trying out the SRT as opposed to the 1000. Because I wanted something that if some friends of mine wanted to jump on and DJ with me, mostly everybody I know uses Serato. So if I would have gotten the 1000, Virtual Works with the 1000, it would have only worked with people who use Rekordbox. So majority of the people I DJ around would not be able to plug into it. So that's why I went with the SRT just so that they can. So I totally understand how you want those two to work together. Um, I'm not sure if they do or how they do. David Martin asks, are you asking me if I'm from the United States or Canada? I'm from the USA. Um, don't make me start singing a song here. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve Six says, I uh, I'm used to the large format. Love the large format too. I came from days way back of using smaller controllers because I just thought, oh, it's easier to carry around than I got a full-size controller. And I'm like, dang, I feel like a real DJ again. So I'm with you on that. It has to be good size there. Um, any other questions, hit me up here. Like I said, I'm still looking through these. <clears throat> I think one of the things that I think I'm going to do, because right now the uh, Rev 1 is designed as an entry level. And they were even talking about the fact that it can be a backup for guys who have the Rev 7 to have this as a carryable backup. And that's one of the things that I've been considering what I'm going to use as a small carryable backup that if I want an emergency. And I've come to the conclusion that I think that I'm probably going to go with the Newmark uh, Mixtrack Platinum because it has the same layout as my Rain 1. So that's, again, how I think about these things is, is the guys who use the turntables with it turned, them jumping on a controller with things in different spots really messes with them. And that same mindset, I'm looking at a backup controller that has the same layout, including the, the effects toggles, as my Rain 1. So that's kind of one of the things there that these guys are doing here. Um, David Martin wants to come on live chat with me. I don't have too many people on my show anymore. Um... Uh, but possible. We can talk. 
Uh, DJ, is this DJ Nitro? Like, Nitro, Nitro, my boy Nitro, if it's you, say so. Does the Rev 7 have dual deck mode, or is that something only on the S11? Um, I do not, let me think, because I'm trying to remember when I watched the thing with uh, Pulse and those guys. They covered the silent start. I know they covered that, that that's something that's in the, um, S11 and stuff. But I don't know if they covered dual deck or not. I don't know if they did or not. <clears throat> yeah. I know that the Rev 1 has the ability <clears throat> to do four decks, but I don't know if it does the, the dual deck thing or not. I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, let me know if that's the Nitro from, from around here. Um, oh, it is. There you go. Uh, Nitro is an incredible DJ. Several years ago, I mean, he's a full-out uh, turntablist, like really good turntablist, and he DJs with a group of guys, and a few years ago, I held a DJ battle, like scratch battle, but it was only for all-in-one controllers, and he jumped away from his uh, record players to battle people on a controller and won. So that's a talent to me, someone who can jump on equipment that they don't use on a regular basis and kick butt. So Nitro, again, thank you for being a part of that competition so many years ago. Um, I think Nitro, for you as being, like I said, a scratch DJ, I don't know uh, uh, if you've switched over to the Rain uh, uh, 12s yet, but this to me is the perfect sense for someone like you who has spent a lot of time on turntables um, to just naturally fall into. Now, does it have all of the bells and whistles that the S11 has? That I don't know. I think that, in my opinion, from what I'm seeing them explain, that the mixer is closer to the S7 than the 9 or 11, in my opinion. But I could be terribly wrong. But it, uh, like I said, this is something that, you know, if you're able to get a hold of it and try it, I think it's going to click for your type of DJ that nights where you don't need the turntables or simply can't fit them in somewhere. Um, I think this is going to be for you. Because, like, I don't know if you were watching earlier, the measurements on that um, are 28.8 28 by 15 by 3.2. And it's only 23 and a half pounds. So that's, <clears throat> to me, that's that's nothing compared to your your 12s and uh, an S9 all in cases. So that's the thing that I love that. Um yeah, Nitro asks when the next battle is. Um, I gotta be honest, when I did that battle, it was something that, it was a Tuesday night place I DJed, so nobody DJs on a Tuesday night, but I had a Tuesday night gig, and I was trying to get ways to get people to come in, and we did the battle to try to bring some people in. We did it over five weeks. Um, we got uh, Red Bull to sponsor it. We got so much free giveaway stuff, it wasn't funny. Um, I'm not DJing anywhere now where that that is the kind of situation. I would love to have another controller battle, especially now, with how controller DJing has evolved and uh, more people are acceptant of being actual scratch-type DJs on a controller compared to what it was back then, which is kind of an eight years ago, something like that. So if that ever happens, I would love to do it again. And as the reigning champ, you, I would expect you'd want to come back and, uh, uh, you know, you know, defend your title, but yeah. So we still have a few more minutes left. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. I want to hear some people in there that if you were going to get the Rev 1 for uh, practice or something like that, would you go for the all black or would you go for the black and gold? All black, black and gold. All black, black and gold. Because I have currently, <laughs> I told you I have too much crap. I currently have, SB3 in silver and an SB3 in gold. So <laughs> I don't know what I like better. So let me know what you guys think. Any other questions, stuff you want to talk about? I thought, like I said, with all the stuff that was covered earlier by uh, all the videos that everybody put out, people who actually had their hands on it for weeks at a time uh, with with uh, Jay and Paul and them uh, doing the happy hour, answering a lot of questions that I couldn't get into. Um, I thought my show, there's not a lot of information I can pass along what I can do is possibly um, give an opinion and help you people maybe understand it a little bit better than they were. Um, uh, Nitro says, I have the Rain 1. Uh, I'd only be interested in switching if the Pioneer had 
the S11 capability. Now I know, see, see what you're asking there is about some of the really, really detailed stuff. And that's something that you might want to reach out to one of the pioneer people um, to answer that in detail because they're going to be able to answer some of those special little nuances that you need for the type of mixing and battling and different stuff you do where it's going to be more than I kind of know with this. So, uh, like I said, I think it the mixer is the equivalent to the S7 is just my opinion. So, I don't know if it has everything that is capable of the S11 because that S11 is a beast. There's not much it doesn't do. So, yeah. Dave Martin wants to come on the show. He's from Canada. Ryan G says, depending if you're a Steeler fan. I know someone who has a black case with gold trim. Like most of them have black with silver. He has a black and gold. And something like that would look freaking hot in that black and gold um, case. At least I think it would. Um, any other questions here? Would you ever DJ at the casino here in Wilkes-Barre? Uh, possible. The booking agent that I use is out of Hershey. And they were talking about using us at different places. And also with Penn, uh, what is it, Penn Gaming, um, I'm possibly going to get a chance to do some DJing at casinos down south. So I don't know. Like I said, it's it's whatever. I always say whatever door God opens, I'm going to be trying to be ready as I can to walk through it. I am extremely blessed to be able to do this full-time and be a full-time DJ. Um, I can't, I've worked every kind of day job there is. I have a degree in education and getting to do this stuff between the DJing, DJing side of stuff I do, the creativity with Disc Jockey News and all the other stuff that I do. I'm putting a, a book that's coming out soon. Um, I'm blessed to live this life and I want to try to encourage others to try to find this niche for them because I'm, I can't begin to tell you how miserable I was at some of my day jobs. And I made way more money than I do as a DJ, but I was so miserable it wasn't even funny. So as I get into this life and I'm doing it full time, it's kind of neat to look at things that are changing. Those of you who know how much I hate country music, I've recently said, you know, if I have to play a few more country songs a night to keep from going back to a day job, I'm willing to do that. And I know that might sound idiotic <laughs> to some people. It's like, why, what's the big deal? If you don't like something, you don't like something. But that's how I'm looking into it is to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and never have to go back to a day job ever again. So, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to get to share this stuff with you, the creativity of it. One of the things I want to remind you guys that Disc Jockey News is coming back out again with a print magazine. It's not only going to be print, but it's going to be digital. So if you want print, you can go to discjockeynews.com and sign up for the print thing and have it sent to you print. Or you can get the digital copy. But next month, it comes out in February. And I have an article in there that I think is really good. And it's going to be interesting to you guys called The Mind of a Mixer. And I kind of look at... Uh, um, how I look at a crowd and how a mixing person reads the crowd as a breathing, living thing as opposed to I'm going to drop bangers. So you have to check that out. Again, you can subscribe both digitally or print uh, at discjockeynews.com. Um, I think it's subscribe, discjockeynews.com forward slash subscribe, but don't quote me on that. But that's coming up. You definitely want to check that out. But I'm really happy um, to get to be a part of this life. Ryan says I'm crazy. Ryan knows me well enough to know that's right. Um <laughs> Ryan and I just had a conversation. We've had like 12 conversations about this kind of stuff. Um, but it's interesting. Appreciate that. Um, Chris talks about, yeah, see, as my as the book comes out, you're going to see more of my shows develop into talking and encouraging and stuff like that, and not necessarily about gear. So I have a whole channel that is already uh, uh, up, but I haven't put any videos on it yet. It's uh, uh, youtube.com forward slash IMMJ. Uh, YT as in YouTube and there's an Instagram Instagram I am MJ IG and Facebook is I am MJ FB so all of them are built around that and that's going to be the creative side of things the book and all that but there's also DJ Michael Joseph on Instagram DJ Michael Joseph on Twitter DJ Michael Joseph on Facebook on YouTube and all of those are going to be that so I'm kind of separate the two but you're going to be able to um, to hear both and kind of see how things grow. But in this year, I'm going to do that. And this is also the 20th anniversary. I used to be a vocal performer, and I put out a bunch of albums. And this is the 20th anniversary of my second album. And it was also one of my favorite albums. And I'm going to release it out on Spotify 20 years later for fun. It is not relevant. It is 90s-style music. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's nothing special. But I just love getting to celebrate this stuff. And that's kind of what I want to do on this channel. Um, did Jay send you your shirt? No, I ended up, because I never had a Pioneer shirt, and I was at the Expo one year, and Dan Carpenter is one of our, our guys. He had 
two Pioneer shirts, and I think I had... I want to say it was EV or something, and I already had an EV shirt, and I'm like, I'll trade you my EV for your Pioneer, and that's how I got the Pioneer shirt. Um, I couldn't get one, but yeah, I thought for tonight I'd throw my Pioneer shirt on. Like I said, there's a lot of Pioneer in my house right now with the different things. Um, there's a one right there, my SB, that I do I teach my DJ classes on because I teach for Guitar Center, and I teach off of that because that's most similar to what all my students use is the SB. Um, so that's why that's there. Any other questions? We're about done. Um, if you don't know about my show, I usually do it every single Wednesday, not every Wednesday, but multiple times a month. I do a show once a month where I cover virtual DJ because um, some people are calling me the professor of, of all that stuff. I love virtual DJ. I love jumping into the, 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 the software and digging and twisting and doing stuff. Um, and I cover a lot of that, answer a lot of questions. I try to cover gear whenever new gear comes out. Um, but I cover a lot of stuff here. And every Monday night, I do jump in with John and Dan and we do um, an open format talk about pretty much anything. Uh, John and Dan do more of the wedding side. I'm the club and bar guy. So it's kind of an interesting conversation uh, talking about music. DJ Nitro says, uh, is it a country album? It is not a country album. It is a 90s, early 2000 trance album because it came out when Sandstorm was there. And that was the kind of music I was DJing then. It was, I was I was 100% EDM DJ at that time. And that's what the whole album is, kind of like a trance album in the same sort of feel as uh, Sandstorm and all that. So that's what the album is. It's called In The Mix. Um, it's not out anywhere, but it, like I said, I'm going to put it out on Spotify this year just because I want to, 20 years, I want to start celebrating stuff I did in the past because I've been in the entertainment business my entire life. I did artwork uh, when I was younger, vocal singers, acting. I used to d dance and TV commercials and all kinds of stuff. I've been in this business my whole life. DJing is just something I'm kind of doing on the end. And uh, uh, it, people keep paying me for it, and I have fun because I get paid to go dance while I'm DJing because I'm always bopping around. So I'm really blessed on that. So if you have any topics that you want to see me do in the future, send them to me. Uh, I'm open for anything. Majority of my topics come from you guys uh, sending me, hey, talk about this, and that's how I learned that. So any other questions you might have there. Mikey Mike says, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Yes, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, uh, after ten, uh, uh, those of you who don't know, uh, back when COVID started, the lockdowns, we started in a live uh, uh, hangout room called the Chill Room, uh, and it stills going on every single night. You can go to djntv.com forward slash chill and hang out in there with other DJs. It's not a thing where people go in and show their DJ skills. It's just DJs hanging out talking, and it's a neat place to kind of go hang out, ask questions. And I'm going to stop in there tonight. So if you guys are there, like I said, it's disc jockey, uh, sorry, djntv.com chill. I'm going to try to put it in the chat. I don't know where it's all going to show up here. Um, yeah, so that should take you there and you can hang out, ask questions, stuff like that. But there's other people there every single light, night. Um, I'm still reading the chats as they go up through there. We had a lot of people watching tonight. We're in 12 different spots between YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and all that kind of stuff. So appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, if you have any other questions, uh, I'm giving seconds till they pop up, and then we're, we're killing it. But uh, I definitely want to thank you guys hanging out with me on an odd night, talking about a subject that I, at this point, am done talking about because I have been talking about it for a week or more now with other DJs, sharing pictures, all this stuff. I'm done talking about uh, Pioneer's two new equipment for a while, but I appreciate that. Um, uh, last one's there. All right, so again, uh, hit me up if you have any questions or any stuff like that. Uh, otherwise, I'll be back. Uh, I don't know when. Sometime this month, we're doing another virtual DJ show. That'll be Wednesday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You, like I said, you can either watch my Facebook uh, or or Dish Jockey News. It's always on there. Follow me on all of those. I'm on every single social media. Uh, I'm everywhere, but follow me, and I'll definitely post that. So until next time, I always try to give something positive at the end. Uh, we are in a new year, so you're never too old to start again, and that's what I want to encourage you. You're never too old to try something new. You're never too old to quit something that is hurting you. You're never too old to grow and, and make a better you, and I want to encourage you all to do that. Little baby steps. Um, find your happiness, even if you have to chop away one little chip at a time until you get it. I encourage you to fight for it uh, because it's yours. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. God bless.